0: Thank you for being here, Naomi, my friend. I've known you for a while now. I appreciate you finally being on the podcast. <laughs> so if you would like to, this is Burn the Ship, our podcast where we talk to business owners about what they know about business, try to learn something from them. If you want to introduce yourself and your company, go ahead.
1: Sure. My name's Naomi Gasson. I'm from Georgia Reef Advisors. Um, we've been operating since 2009, and this time, five years ago, my husband and I bought the business. So, Cool. It's our anniversary. Is it? It's our anniversary of buying the business. Yeah, we arrived. Today? Yep, we arrived on the Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. I you know, right? <laughs> you know, we had
0: a, a woman last year. So we did a Cinco de Mayo event last year on on a, for the virtual networking group. We had a woman message us and was like, Cinco de Mayo isn't the Mexican Independence Day. It's She was like very offended uh-huh. by us calling it the Cinco de Mayo event. I was like, I promise we just called it that because of the date. Right. And um so, we have this recurring theme every Cinco de Mayo that we like, don't talk about it too much because somebody <laughs> out there is offended by it. But I don't think that, I don't even think that's real. I don't even <laughs> think anybody is offended by it. But I'm going to open my present here that you brought us. I want you to explain this as well because I've been seeing these for a while. I saw these. You were in our an original Master Networks group when I joined. Yes. Um, and your one of your very first 10 minute presentations was the Bird Houses, was when I saw. What is the. Uh, what is the, the presence of the birdhouse in your business?
1: Sure. So the idea behind that is that we replace roofs and we're giving a replacement to a bird as well. Mm-hmm. A, new, a new house, a new home, um, a new upgrade. We've had a couple of uh, customers in the past who've actually stopped us from doing their roofs until the birds have left the nest, <laughs> um, which I kind of find really sweet in the UK where I'm originally from we have pigeons and they're not so attractive all the birds compared right. to what we have in Georgia so I like the idea of having uh, having the birdhouse and they've been very popular with uh, with customers and friends and family. It's so. very
0: memorable. It's yes. very brand forward. I like it a lot.
1: Good. I'm glad. <laughs> so tell me
0: how what was the experience like of coming here and acquiring a business? Like I don't I don't know that we've had that conversation with anyone here yet of like what it what you know being Because I think the rule is as you acquire a business is like a tool that you use to be able to live here permanently. right? How how does that work?
1: Um, So in order to move here, we had to buy a business. Um, So we looked at many different types of businesses. We looked at um, gyms. um, We looked at laundrettes. We looked at gas stations. um, We looked at a chicken salad chick. So different franchises and things. Um, And then we found the Georgia Roof Advisors. Um, It was actually owned by a guy previously who also had a mortgage company. And he said he's got two companies. The mortgage company was doing great. And he was looking to sell Georgia Roof Advisors. And uh, that was it. So we went into negotiations. He was actually part of the business for the first uh, three years, which was amazing because in um, England, we do not build roofs the way we do here in America. Uh, We put slate on our roofs and if you replace a roof, you know, you do so every 100 years, you'd take off the slate off the roof, you'd work out what was good and what was bad. And then you would put on back on the roof what what was still okay to put back on. So very different compared to, you know, the, the life here at Georgia Roof Advisors where we can replace an entire roof in a day. So
0: so you got, knew you were going to end up in Georgia or no?
1: So originally my parents um, moved here first. They had lived here for, they've been here now 20 years. Um, and we were visiting quite a lot. My husband and I were coming out for holidays, vacations. We actually got married in, uh, in Savannah in Georgia. Oh, wow. Um, so that was prior to us moving here. And we just love the outdoor life. You know, the last couple of days that we've had of storms, Monday and Tuesday, um, it's kind of similar to that without it being so heavy in England. In fact, people say to me, do you, do you still drink, you know, tea, English tea? I say, well, I do when it's raining because right. I instantly feel cold. You'll find me hibernating in the house with a hoodie on and a cup of tea because it, it feels that memory of being damp and cold like it is in the uk so right. um so yeah they they lived here we kept coming out we were walking in the forest just loved the the nature loved how beautiful it was loved the fact that you can you know plan on grilling at the weekend and know the weather's still going to be good and um my husband and i had our daughter savannah um back in the uk and we went on vacation we went to spain and while we were there we had no internet access, and right we, we were just uh you know a couple of young parents with a eighteen month old um and the evening we were like, right, let's do it and we decided on on that vacation we were going to sell our house we'd we'd upgraded our house quite a lot we'd um put a lot of money into it, paid a lot off a lot of our mortgage, so we had a lot of um a lot of money tied up in it, and we were just outside of london so the what did
0: you do in you were so you were in London. What did you do there before here, before you came here? What was your occupation?
1: Sure. Um so I was actually selling well, I was on a bid team for a real estate company called DT I would call it Z, you guys call it Z, DTZ. Um, similar to Cushman and Wakefield. So Cushman and Wakefield actually bought DTZ. And um yeah, I was working there on their on their bids team in, in the centre of London, travelling in and out. It was only thirty minutes on the train, which is um why when we sold our house we we made quite a lot of money back on that we moved in with the in-laws and uh put our investment into um into an escrow to buy the business and we had no idea if we were going to be granted our visa or not right. um so it was it was a, it was an all in scenario it was um you know we moved in to our in-laws house with a an 18 month old baby and um had just taken ourselves off the property ladder and um, you know had no idea whether that was going to be a a good thing or a bad thing and I actually had a three month um, um, I had to give three months notice on my current role um, and I managed to negotiate less time on that because I was like hey this is my plan this is what I'm doing. Uh, My husband James was uh, consulting at the time so he was able to um, finish his consultation and then Go straight, come come straight over here and start the business. So cool. It was it was fun. What
0: was the structure of Georgia Advisors when you got here?
1: Uh, it was an Excel spreadsheet. <laughs> um, it was um, they've been operating since 2009. Um, Dennis, who owned the business previously, was well known in the Marietta area. Um, he did great work. There was a great reputation. Um, there was one sales guy. We bought one truck as part of the the business exchange and now we have six trucks on the road um six uh six sales guys um and an office full of people so yeah it's, it's, good, it's good yeah yeah we've we've come a long way we've got a CRM system now um we've got MP group doing our credit card processing <laughs> that certainly helps um and the structure of the business was very much orientated around um around insurance so a lot of people have their roofs paid for by insurance. However, you have to have storm damage in order for that to happen. So we were looking at roofs, telling a homeowner they didn't have any storm damage, so not to file a claim. And then we were walking away, like, wait for the next storm. And the issue with that is we weren't actually resolving the the problem that the homeowner had. They still had a leaking roof. So we've changed our business model now to not only offer financing for roofs that, you know, are um or not insurance, so we're offering a retail price, and also maintenance plans as well as repairs. So we're actually helping the homeowners a lot more than what we were, and looking at a customer for for life, you know, a repair, if if a roof doesn't need replacing, we can repair it, get them back on, um, you know, sort them out and they can continue and extend the life of that roof and actually, you know, have a customer for life, so, yeah. Sure,
0: and what, what kind of, op- like, what kind of scale are you guys, operating at now are you guys doing like a a roof a week a roof a day
1: um it depends um in the october storm we were doing we had a lot more roofs we filed hundreds of insurance claims um just because the storm that came through we're we're looking more into commercial at the moment we're doing some large hoa um projects so we're kicking off about five roofs a week depends on what's going on so
0: wow so that is basically a roof a day, a roof a business day. Yes. And that, what was your goal?
1: What is our goal? Yeah. Um, and the next five years, we want to do twenty million.
0: Wow. Mm-hmm. How many roofs is that?
1: <laughs> it depends on the, the the scale of the roof. It depends sure. on whether it's commercial, whether it's um, whether it's. And
0: that's your plan is up that up that ticket by going the commercial route, doing. Either getting more opportunities from one opportunity or getting a bigger opportunity from doing a different kind of work.
1: Yeah, and looking more into HOAs. So if you live in a townhome, for example, then the roof is typically covered by um, the homeowners association, either insurance or through paying into that fund that they know they're going to be replacing it in a period of time. So we've just recently completed a, a HOA. We did three buildings. We've just signed up the next six. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of keep keeping going on that, uh, getting our name out there more and more. We've won Best Roofer in Cobb for the last three years in a row, and uh, we've become Master Elite since we've been here. So GAF will look at everybody who's all the different contractors who are selling um, their product and they will rate them and um two years ago we were um, made master elite so that means that we can offer a higher um warranty on our product so if james and i my husband and i decide to you know move away go somewhere else then they will back our roofs for up to 25 years labor warranty so if there's a problem they'll actually send out somebody else of a similar caliber to go and have a look at that problem sure
0: and how are you guys growing the way that you're growing
1: how are we growing um steadily. Um, we're trying not to rush things. We're trying to get things in place. Uh, we've recently signed up with Smash, which is a um, contracting consulting company. And that's that's definitely been challenging. It's looking at you know 90 days at a time, setting 90 day targets rather than annually, which is what we've typically done. And it's certainly providing a lot more focus, digging in deep into our processes, making sure that they're uh, my background and my husband's background is um, in further education. So, you know, he's uh, an accountant by trade and I did my MBA before I moved here. So we've both got the background of business and the background of continuously learning and continuously improving. And that's True. what we, we push through into the business. We've gone through um, looking at our core values recently and, um, you know, making them more seamless. So, and yeah. you guys
0: are doing more networking. I know you guys are doing like getting getting a lot of referrals from your existing clients. I know that that's kind of a big thing is taking An area when you see someone like that and you have a connection or you get a referral to someone and seeing how you can kind of manifest the rest of the business in that area. But what is like the main source of the growth of your business? Is it referrals? Is it just that new plan of attack with the HOAs or?
1: Um, So we do an eclectic mix of marketing. We've got um, Facebook. We're doing a little bit more on LinkedIn, uh, Google, Google LSA, Yelp, um, as well as like you said, the networking. So we've got Hillary in the office as well. She's our marketing coordinator her and she um she looks after and makes everything seamlessly in pl- in place for our social media a lot more posts and again you know we're both now a part of a bni group which is working out really really well um and also you know different different uh business associations as well so i was at north Cobb Biz- business association last week and we're going to the marietta business association the splash event in a couple of weeks and you know, just getting our name out there and, and being being the face of the business. Uh, sure. Last last year with COVID, then I was at home with a six year old and a three year old, and I said to my husband, "I was like, I can't I can't keep these alive as well as do the marketing in the business." So we recruited Hillary, and she's she's been wonderful. She's been really really good. Sure. She and value.
0: what is it about the way that you guys are doing business that makes your customer feel like they had a different experience than what they would feel with a typical roofer?
1: Um, we spend a lot of time actually talking to the customer beforehand. What what are their pain points? What's happening? You know, when someone phones up and says they've got a leak in their house, you know, their roof's leaking after the storm, they're usually panicked. You know, it's going to cost them a lot of money. It's going to, you know, what what's the impact of this? And buying a new roof's not particularly sexy. So, you know, we work out what's going on. Um, how old is their roof? What are the problems that they're actually having? Not every roof needs replacing and you know like i told you we changed our business model to be offering repairs as well as maintenance plans then we're building um you know the customer we're, we're working out exactly what it is that they need you know instead of just selling them a roof um we're selling them the the longevity of their current roof so understanding where they are in the buying if they're buying a house if they're planning on uh, selling the house in the next couple of years, they got other projects they were looking at, um, uh, at doing in their home. So, you know, our financing option, for example, certainly helps with uh, not having to not having to buy a new roof out of pocket straight away. You know, sure. it's, it's given them a bit more. Um, but we're very personalized. Um, we're, we're certainly making that process more and more seamless so that every customer has the same experience. And that experience is to to feel that, you know, they're being listened to and, um, you know, we're not giving them a price and running off. We're following up. We're making sure they understand the quote that they've received. We go through all of our products and you know, there's a lot of ways that you can cut corners as a roofer. Um, you can use substantial materials. You can not offer a good warranty. So, talking to them in depth and educating them about what's going on, what their options are, and how it's going to fit their budget is sure. uh, certainly something. That well, that to.
0: seems to be all. of You, you guys' skills are are definitely on showcase when you're talking about the communication aspect of things. So, I wanted to ask, like, what do you guys have you have you thought about that like community impact like what what you guys are going to kind of leave behind because it's a different feeling there like i talked to these different entrepreneurs and a lot of them are from the areas in which they're doing business you guys are very different to that do you guys feel any type of connection to marietta or cobb county where you want to impact the community or give back in any way
1: sure um last year we actually did uh we gave back to Must ministry so we uh we had for every I think it was every sale that was made between a certain period of time we gave away turkeys for Thanksgiving. Um and we chose Must Ministries because I see them frequently in different networking groups. We're also doing a winner roof this year, so it will be a prize draw. It has to be non-insurance related because otherwise it's insurance fraud, but um everyone who has bought a, a new roof through retail, we're going to we're going to put a, in, their names into a hat and pull that drawing for the end of the year and they'll get all their money back for the roof oh, wow. that roof. so yeah it's an initiative that hillary suggested and yeah i'm looking forward to it yeah, be... it only
0: cost you like ten thousand yeah, dollars out mean... of pocket to get a ticket
1: <laughs> right yeah.
0: but you get a new roof it makes sense yep. uh, that's cool what about at home what about like back in the uk do you guys still have any like business connections or networking connections community connections over there
1: The networking wasn't such a big scene in the UK. And I think the reason being is there's a lot of small businesses here. Um, In the UK, it seems like there's a lot more large corporate businesses. So typically, my friends will work for large organizations rather than, um, you know, small mama and papa shows. So um, in terms of connections, we've still got friends and family um, all over England. I've got my brother, who still is in Manchester my in-laws and live in Wales. Uh, we've got quite a lot of friends down south as well, so.
0: So what What about maybe some of those connections that James had in the accounting world, or you in the MBA world, do you find that entrepreneurs and people with that entrepreneurial spirit in the UK come here to flesh those out?
1: Mm, I've not really noticed that, to be honest. Um, I have connected with a couple of friends from my MBA, one guy who does solar. Um, so I was talking to him last year about how we can become more green. In Georgia, there doesn't seem to be as much of a drive for solar. Um, But also, like, you know, recycling shingles, it's um, in the UK and in Europe, they're really big into recycling. So it's certainly something that I'd like to see more of here. Um, you know, I'm the person that takes my my shopping bags to the sure. the supermarket and packs myself so that I'm not using all the plastic. Um, you know, I'd like to see more of that. The shingles can actually become new roads, and I find that pretty exciting. Oh, wow. Yeah. How does that work? Um, you have to take all of the shingles to a recycling plant, um, and apparently they've shut that down in Georgia. Um, you have to take all the nails out, any wood, anything like that, out of it, and um, and yeah, it's just recycled from there but i expect we'll probably see a little bit more um more of that in the future well
0: that's cool that's cool other um like have you guys felt like what other industries have had like in the come to your house and fix it space they're feeling like obs board is so expensive like what are you guys feeling any of that stuff in your industry as well
1: absolutely we um we actually had a call from our uh, gaf rep just yesterday saying that the they were changing plants for um, making shingles so we actually buy all of our materials from a supply house and the reason being is they can guarantee that all of those shingles will have the exact same color match um, and he told us that yesterday they're moving plants from the Tuscaloosa um, and it will be a do not mix scenario on the different types of, of shingles because they've outgrown the plant. So you can have like stripy roofs. Um, I, I look up roofs all the time, so I kind of see them. Sure. Um, but if people have not necessarily bought them from a reputable company. Um, then they can have some issues with uh, with the different colours of the granules that are on top of the shingles, and you know there's a you can see it quite clearly when when they're installed. So, sure. Um, so OSB has gone up excessively. We keep having price increases. There's there's a lot of shortages. Um, apparently, the dyes which actually colour the granules that are on top of the shingles um, comes from China. So the whole logistics of importing and things like that have have had a massive knock-on effect. Um, including color availability um, as well as you know bulk buying now is not as uh, as easy as it used to be
0: do those turn into real cost adjusted costs for your clients as well like did a fifteen thousand dollar roof cost twenty thousand dollars now
1: it, it's actually had to it's had to turn into the the price being passed on um, the the increases in the um, in the shingles has gone up so much in fact we're now locking down our prices you know if we're pitching on a large hoa you know a hoa takes a long time to make a decision you know you're talking thousands that can be um in a price in price increase thousands can be the difference so um so yeah we're we're seeing huge price increases um osb as well you know it was it was super cheap this time last year and it's just going up and up um, and I don't really see it coming down in the near future either, unfortunately.
0: Wow. Um well, all the more important reason that you have to have somebody qualified to, to install your roof. Yes. If you're gonna spend all the money then you might as well have someone that does it well. Yes. What why is it why are the composition of the roof so different in the UK versus here?
1: I believe it's because we build our houses out of brick, brick and mortar. So they can actually take the weight of the um
0: Slate roof. Of the slate
1: roof and i've also heard that because you guys get so much wind um then I, I can't imagine a 60 mile an hour wind taking off a piece of slate would be quite dangerous um whereas in the uk it's it's not as windy we certainly don't have the wind storms that you guys get so um so yeah slight difference
0: sure that makes sense well smaller area too mm-hmm. you have more of a more of a uniform climate north to south yes. almost than you would in the in the U.S., that makes sense. Is there a bunch of construction that goes on like like here? Like do you see a, a subdivision pop up in the U.K. or something like that? Does that happen?
1: It, it does, but there's not as much space available to, to build on, to be super honest. Um, you know, our our location where we are at the moment, um, our house is built on a plot, which would probably have five or six houses built on top of each other in the UK. You know, everything's very um, pushed into very small areas. Whereas here, I feel like there's so much space, so much space for new houses. Um, there just seems to be a lot of development.
0: Sure. What skills have you had to develop as an entrepreneur since, you know, kind of coming over here, dealing with all these people, dealing with Americans and the way that we are, as well as in a trade that that you hadn't really dealt with before?
1: Um, I think my networking skills have certainly increased and got better. Um, You know, I'm constantly looking at pushing myself outside the boundaries and doing things that are different. Um, You know, it's my first podcast today. So well, you've been on your fitness journey
0: as well, which is pretty cool.
1: Yes, um, so uh, it's been an interesting journey. I'm, I've got some crazy targets. Um, running under an eight-minute mile across three, three miles is one of them, which I've currently hit, so I'm pretty happy. Um, five chin-ups before the 4th of July. I'm on number two at the moment. <laughs> um, but I've also lost about 40 pounds, so I don't think I would have liked to have lifted myself 40 pounds ago. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. right, well that makes sense, that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. It's a lot of, uh, you can tell that you guys just have, like you said earlier, you just get better. Yeah. I mean, you just guys just continuously get better. Like when I signed you guys up and you guys became a client of ours freaking three years, two years ago, three years ago, like that was, uh, you guys were a completely different company. You guys were yeah. in a different space, you're operating a different way um you guys have have really improved on all of those fronts which is exciting yeah you know, which is really exciting so i commend you guys Thank for you. sure it's exciting
1: one of our core values is strive for excellence so that constant pushing ourselves you know why did we win a contract why did we lose a contract um what can we do better you know, how come we improve things for the customers so yeah it's really really important and we don't plan on stopping sure just keep going
0: cool well what are what's next with your fitness journey what are your what are some of your lofty goals
1: um i'm thinking 75 hard oh man okay that's what i'm thinking maybe um yeah. i've already set aside a week for um reflecting on the last 90 days and pushing forward for the the, the further 90 days to sort of sit down and see what they are
0: so um, 75 hard you take cold showers?
1: I don't at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> I like warm showers, so, yeah, so that's going to stretch me. Food,
0: the, the diet, not a big deal. The workouts, the two times is really the biggest thing because it really shows you the time that you take getting ready and finishing a workout. is yes. like the extra 30, 45 minutes an hour it takes you to like cool down or mm-hmm. warm up and do a workout is a lot. Those cold showers, man. I know. I mean it's all about like winning the mental battle with yourself but that was what broke me. Yeah. That is like so hard to like be hungry, be tired, take a picture every single day and then you wake up in the morning you got to take a cold shower I'm like Gosh, I can't. Yes. It's so hard. Yes. Had, you can definitely do it though. I've I've had a couple of friends that. that have done
1: it and I'm feeling pretty inspired to do so. Um I think it, it's it's also a case of, you know, incremental changes. You know, right. I love the the book Atomic Habits of just oh, yeah. keep making those little changes. And you know, some of the seventy-five hard I already do. You know, I, I already run and then I'll work out. And if I have to fit them in separately, then I do so. Um the idea of having them in two completely separate separate entities every single day might be a little bit difficult um but I, I love being outside it's good for me spiritually um one of the workouts has to be outside mm-hmm. so i'm pretty sure i can i can tick that box but we shall yeah. well say
0: yeah you can do it you can do it man those cold showers
1: if, if i do it over the summer then those cold showers won't be so bad right no they definitely <laughs> won't there i mean
0: it's five minutes cold shower and i the way i would do it was like get the water like halfway warm like to where still when you get in it's like oh this is gonna suck Yep. and i would stand there for a minute and i would go i would just flick it to ice cold like i would just go <laughs> like i would get comfortable i would get in the mind because you got to put yourself in that mindset from 75 heart is all about that mindset yeah but i would mean. get in that mindset and i would i would like oh, i just couldn't do it like I, i could do it but i just couldn't wake up and tell myself i would be like I'm just going to smell like ass today before I go take this cold shower <laughs> like literally that's what I'll tell us this, this sucks.
1: It's, so how many uh, times have you done it?
0: I I tried it twice. Um right. I did like a I did like a 24 hard. Like a 24 pretty hard. Okay. But I've done I've always been the type like in everything that I do whether it be basketball or my business or anything it's like I'll beat you because I'll do it longer, <laughs> you know. Like I'll, I will never. Like I've been doing this for four years and something. You knew me two and a half yep. years ago. There mm-hmm. was no hiding what I was good at and what I was bad at. I was very open about that. I conduct myself and am a completely different person than I was then. I continue. Yeah. I continue to grow and get feedback and do stuff that I like and do stuff that I don't like. But the reality is like. When I when I get into something, I really like to hang with it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's stuff that I like to do for a long time. Yeah. I like to intermittent fast for a year. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Like, like, I like to, uh, like, the newest thing is, like, Tristan started to teach me um, Adobe Illustrator. Which right. Which is, like, make your logo, make your overlays, make stuff like this, all this mm-hmm. stuff. And uh, he's way better at it than me, way faster, way more intentional just with everything that he's able to do ability-wise. But I, like, do this do these conversations drum up appointments? Handle you know people calling me and t- asking me to fix stuff for them on a credit card process in front. I do that, and then I'm like, finally I get to go home and like try to learn how to use the pen tool. You know, like <laughs> that is like my type of grind. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like the 75 day window of like beat the mental battle, like how to win the mental battle of yourself, how to take control of your life. I like already subject myself to a bunch of stuff that sucks. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like sucks intentionally so that the rest of life doesn't suck so bad. Like I love being here and being with you guys and doing this stuff. Like it's exciting to me. Yeah. It's only because there's like a bunch of workouts and chasing my kid around the house and hearing him yell and freak out and bills and all that all that stuff that sucks is the only reason all this stuff is fun.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean it really is. And you guys have had had a lot of suck. Honestly, I mean, you guys had a lot of growing pains. Like I said, I, I was in that original George Roof Advisor's yep. office. Yeah, You guys were like constantly organizing, constantly refining, constantly figuring out, constantly setting the process in the first place. Yep. You know, it's, it's all the same. 75 heart's cool though. You, you'll you enjoy it, you, you'll enjoy it. I'll tell you, when you get out of the shower, it's not so bad. It's like when you get out of, <laughs> when you get out of a shower and it's like, oh, I wish I was still in the shower because the shower was warm and now it's cold <laughs> in the bathroom. You get out of the cold shower, and you're like,
1: ah, it's lovely and warm. Oh, the, the air
0: is so warm. The air is so warm for me. That's cool. That's cool. I hope it works out for you.
1: I'll I'm let sure. you know.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> what about this? Have you seen this, the Whoop Strap?
1: I remember you telling me about it when we went for a hike last.
0: Take this Whoop Strap stuff out of all of our podcasts until they sponsor us, because I'm tired of talking about it on the podcast with <laughs> no money. But... um the Whoop strap is awesome. look Will you pull up like the Whoop strap dashboard and put it up here just like a picture of it or something? Because it's all it's really good. yeah It's really good. It it sends me texts every night, it's like you need to go to bed. Like it lets me know, hey, you need to go to bed. I have that on my phone. And it's and, um, no time. <laughs> so it tracks three things. It'll it'll do food. I recommend my fitness pal for food. Mm-hmm. It's better. Um, but it tracks day strain, which I like it tracks recovery and it tracks sleep. So like this recommended sleep is awesome, is really awesome. So like you need seven hours, of 53, you need to be in the bed for almost nine hours to get that. And then you wake up and you're, maybe you're 57% recovered. Maybe you're 35% recovered. I wonder what I am today. I will look. I slept like an angel last night. <laughs> I slept really early, so yeah. See, that's what I don't know. I worked really. I worked out really hard on Sunday yesterday. I was. I was Monday. I was twenty seven percent recovered. Tuesday I was forty percent recovered. Yeah, wow. today I'm forty six percent recovered, and that's because I worked till ten o'clock last night. Wow. So like, it's uh, it tells you hey, because if you're working out in this. Mm-hmm. In the red, especially in the red, like you're not doing anything for your body. No. So like I've noticed myself and it shows you like your disturbances, efficiency, all this stuff's so good.
1: So I'd see my son coming in at 4.30 this morning, would I?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'll see because like it tells me (laughs) sleep disturbances and everything. I slept for six hours and 40 minutes last night. I had 26 disturbances, which is above my average of 18. Okay. 80 78 efficiency my respiratory rate was down a little bit at latency at one minute son when i lay down i'm out
1: <laughs> latency at That's one like minute
0: <laughs> it tells you how long you stay in each cycle like it's very it's it's very good you wake up some days and you're like oh i feel good and you look at your watch and you're like there's the reason that i feel good yeah some days you wake up and you're like i don't feel good and that thing will tell you exactly why
1: and it counts your steps as well right Mm -hmm.
0: yeah yeah it tracks all of your uh so activity is um
1: so if i go for a run will it tell me my time oh yeah okay
0: oh yeah so like strain is the thing that you're uh you're tracking your activity steps all of that and that it shows you cardiovascular strain it's basically like how well is your body using the oxygen that we put in mm-hmm. it and how well is it getting it everywhere? And that's why it tells you like heart rate variability is like, if your heart rate variability is really high and mm-hmm. you're, you're at a rest and then you're getting up and just getting up, walking the refrigerator back, makes your heart rate go up 20 beats. It's like, you're not in great shape. You're not no, very recovered today. No. You know, so that it's so much, uh, it's a lot of good info that's and true. you don't pay for the, you don't pay for the hardware. That's the best I've broke. This is my second one. I broke one already, and they just send you another one. They don't really care. They'll just send you another one as long as you pay your little monthly membership. They just send you another one, which Um, is awesome.
1: I'm surprised they're not paying you to advertise for them.
0: Yeah, well, I don't really advertise for anything. I just tell people stuff that I like that works. Yeah, you know, and this stuff it works works for you. It works. Yeah. Yeah, like I think that your your Apple Watch stuff. I don't. Agree with the the fitness information that it gives me. Right, you know what I mean. Like some of the stuff doesn't make any sense to me. It's like, right. I, like, hey, you did this amount of steps, this amount of you you burned two thousand calories. I'm like, what? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, I, my <laughs> metabolic nice. rate, yeah, I burned like four thousand calories, five thousand calories a day, l- wow. living my life. Like my just because from being an athlete, my metabolic rate is ridiculous. Like I had to eat. I used to eat fifty four hundred calories a day when I was in high school. And I used to eat thirteen hundred calories of oatmeal in the morning. That was how <laughs> that was how determined I was to gain weight. And over like a and I told you I stick with it for like a, a like a full school year, like a right. full nine month window. Over that time I lost three pounds. <laughs> yeah, and I never stopped. The whole time I was eating wow. fifty three hundred calories at least a day. Like wow. a jar of peanut butter every week like but this stuff works oh i've worked i've been better shape now than i was i definitely felt the quarantine 15 or 20 or 25 i definitely did and i was like i'm not doing that i'm too early if i set this trend now like i said i do stuff that i do forever yeah. and if i start getting fat now i'll be fat forever <laughs> but this stuff works like i said it works try it out try it out as you get more strain too it goes like out of 24 or 28 or something is the highest number you can get like on your day strain right the higher you get the slower you go up so i've been i've tried to max it out a couple of times and i've got to like one or two away from maxing it out but the one or two away that you need is like two more full hours of working out right but it's good though it's good fitness is good business is good life's good yep cool well, thank you for coming. How can we help you? How can anybody in our network? What are you guys looking for? Who are you guys looking to be introduced to?
1: Um, Mainly looking for HOA um, contacts, so property managers, um, anybody who... I find a lot of people that are on HOAs typically are small business owners mm. who just have so much time, they now want to be part of a HOA, too. <laughs> um, right. Interestingly. Gluts for punishment. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they're often the ones that are quite influential. So, you know, if we can... Um, if we're in a neighborhood and we're replacing several different rooms, people can actually see our work and see what we've done. Um, you know, we've got a lot of online reviews um, on Google. I think we're up to 130 now. We bought the business. I think there was one. <laughs> so we've made some serious impact Job progress on is uh, hooking
0: y'all up on <laughs> yep. the reviews, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah. So it's, um, you know, if we can have access to, to HOA, different property management companies um you know other other people that are interested in having a roof inspection everyone's got a roof a roof over 10 years old you know you're you're still looking at a repair typically rather than a replacement but we also go in and we give that advice so we can go and give that inspection and you know buy a homeowner some more time on their roof um you know you don't run your car into the ground you typically have have it looked at, you know, regularly check everything's working order. And that's the same with the roof, you know, potential problems. If they're not addressed, they can turn into big problems. By the time the roof is leaking, it's usually, you know, penetrated the the yeah. decking of the of the of the wood. It's mold season and at then, that point. Yeah, then it's gone through the ceiling. Now you've got a paint job as well. So you know, if you can if you can address those issues before they get to issues, then that's that's the ideal customer for us. Sure. And the reason being as well is that we can build that customer for life, you know. We can we make a lot of people's day when we tell them there's not really a lot wrong with their roof and they've got another five ten years left out of it, <laughs> like yes, so that that's but a call happy me, feeling. But call me then yes yeah. cool,
0: <laughs> so, well, thank you for coming on if you have um you know anything else for us you know to wrap it up um go ahead for free though i mean the the platform the uh the podium is yours, but I think I've asked all my questions. You guys are an awesome business. You guys have taught me a lot. Uh, it's been a pleasure to network and just continue to to service you guys um, from a client perspective. So I look forward to staying in your network, seeing what we can do to bring some value to you guys and your network as well.
1: Absolutely. Thank cool. you as much for having me. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate it.